0: Captain Capitalism himself The world's only professional asshole Aaron Clary Welcome to the Clary Podcast Again, at the Southern Command I'm trying to get back on a regular schedule I know that we had the podcast What did I do, it Friday? I did it some screwed up day This is what happens Let Let me warn you kids and you adults who inevitably stop listening to your elders. Don't trust anyone over 30. What happens when you get self-employed? If you get successfully self-employed, the concept of weekdays and weekends goes away. It completely vanishes. There's there's no there's no difference. There is no difference. Now I know like you've guys been conditioned with the seven days, uh, Monday through Friday, and then the Lord on the Sabbath. If you're Jewish, it's a Saturday, if you ain't it's a Sunday. And those two days are like holy and say, oh my gosh, look, let's go watch the game and hork down some wings and be typical American slobs. It's so conditioned in you that you actually do have in your mind, and trust you me, it is only in your mind that, oh, these are weekdays, and this is the weekend, and we live for the weekend. But if you get self-employed, I think the internet is doing this a lot for everybody. You're open 24-7, 24-7, but you're not going 9-5, to five, if that makes any sense. Like, y- you're always available, but it's a little bit, a lot more flight, not a little bit, infinitely more flexible, like, hey, yeah, I could do asshole consulting anytime. Oh, yeah, it's Friday, and then it just blurs. It blurs together, and it messes with you. It messes, okay, here, let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. You guys are all like, oh, Cleary's off on this thing again. When Christmas lands on a like a, a Wednesday, or like it did this last time in New Year's, were you guys not just completely fucked up? Were you not just completely fucked up? Oh fuck! What day is it? What? Who, what's going? Why does it feel like a Tuesday? Why does it feel like a Sunday? Why does a day have to have a feel? See, that's my that's that, and I'm on the other side. I punched through the, the the wormhole. I'm on the other side. I'm like. There is no day. There's no difference. Right now, that sun, where it is right now, I'm looking at it right now in the southern part of the sky, it's going to be more or less in the exact same spot tomorrow. I I think it's Wednesday. I think it is Wednesday. Yes, because I normally do my podcast on day. doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't matter if this is a Wednesday, a Saturday, Friday, or a Tuesday. Doesn't matter. It ultimately doesn't matter. And I'm not saying this is going to cause chaos in the streets, but... There's an adaption period. Uh, Maybe retired people kind of got it like inevitably. It's Saturday. Well, Saturday has no meaning anymore. Saturday is no longer the funnest day ever. Like if you're retired, you truly retired and not working no more, or you're self-employed, in which case you're kind of always on in business, this five days on, Two days off. Like two days, you absolutely must take a rest. You must sit down and relax. That's gone. That's gone. And then it's up to you. It's incumbent and behooved upon you to force that discipline. And this takes discipline. And I'm failing miserably. This is the one thing I fail spectacularly at. Is Okay, Clary, you did six days of labor. You created the heavens and the earth. You brought light into the darkness. You created the animals and... Whatever the frick. What was it? On the first day, he created the heavens and the earth. And the second day, he created light. And the third day, he created orangutans. I don't know. It's been so long since I read Genesis. Amazing how you forget when your nose is fucking shoved in it. I, I don't I don't know. It's just, And then you rest? What do you mean rest? It's like, oh no, I have to vow that I ain't going to work on Saturday or Sunday. And not, not only not work, you can't do no chores. Like you actually sit down there and rest. In and which case, none of you guys are doing that either. Every one of you is failing. Everybody fails at that. Every American anyway. You're going to go out and party. That takes energy. You're going to go out and hike. That takes energy. You're going to pursue your hobbies. That takes energy. I mean, like a real day of rest. A real day. Which of which you only need one. I think there's some logic and wisdom obviously in that. There's a day you got to sit and relax and do absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've been trying to do that. Now I'm in the southern command of Las Vegas. Or as I like to say, Lagos Vegas, baby. Um, Like, yeah, I just, I sit. I've been watching Impractical Jokers. And, and like, I do nothing. I can see it. Feels nice. Feels real good. It's like getting a long-term massage doing absolutely nothing, doing absolutely jack, I go and my buddy's got a hot tub out back and I go and I sit in the hot tub and I'm like, ah. Is this what it's like to be a woman? Women always treat themselves, I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to go and get a manicure. I'm going to get a pedicure. I'm going to get the the foot rub and the things. They're going to put shit on my face. It was just heavenly. Yeah. Maybe this is why men not only die earlier, but we make 33% more than you girls do. <laughs> oh, got to work, got to work, got to work. Got to go do, got to do, got to go. do, We got to kill these people and we got to like really kill those people over there so they don't invade. Right? And then resting on a Sunday is what? Doing more chores? Changing the oil? I guess that is the fate of men. Like when you look forward to changing, oh, I get to I get to work at home. I get to I get to fix the chainsaw. I don't have to line up with the sheep in the commute and go to the cube to talk to the bald-haired boss who doesn't know jack fucking shit. Ooh, did I piss off a baby boomer? Woohoo! Oh, did I piss off a baby boomer? I got an email. Oh, shoot. Ah, damn it. I think it's gone. He did not like me. Probably because everything I said about his inferior should have been wiped from the face of the planet, like the fucking plague generation. Should have been wiped from the face of the planet, like the plague that his generation was. I, I I don't know. I I was I was. <clears throat> damn it! I should have saved that email. It was shocking. Uh, to me, it was like how a baby boomer could actually try and defend his or her generation. I was just like, what, really? Really, you're gonna, you're gonna. Oh, you did so much. We, we actually stood for. I understand. Compared to the millennials, you baby boomers maybe think you're something, but think about that. If you're comparing your, at the age of sixty-seven or whatever this worthless fuck was, at the age of sixty-seven, you're comparing yourself to the millennials. That's the standard. You don't compare to the millennials. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, well, compared to millennials. My uh, recently detached pubic hair has more intelligence than them. And the pubic hair doesn't even try. It's a very lackadaisical pubic hair, just kind of floats down there and lands on it. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't have to to beat a millennial. At least my recently detached pubic hair uh, is not parasitic, it doesn't rely on that. But anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, the old captain needs to take a break, needs to take a rest. Me and my buddy got to sit and do nothing. We're gonna go up north and check out the, uh, what is it called, the Arcade Graveyard? It's over on the east side of downtown Vegas, where all the old video games and pinball machines and all that are there. He's like, we gotta go do something fun. I'm like, yeah, we should go do something fun. What should we do? Not that we don't. Not that cigars and singing in hot tubs isn't fun. But it's like, yeah, oh, let's get out of the house. Let's go do something. I'm like, oh, okay. And it really presents a problem in Vegas because if you don't drink and you don't gamble, which most resident Las Vegans, Las Veganites, uh, do. They don't. Most, the people that live here, like, they hate the Strip. They hate, a, God, the goddamn Strip. I don't know to go to the Strip. Um, you get all the benefits of all the uh, tourists subsidizing your living. So we got great restaurants. We got... Uh, Nice roads, uh, lots of t- lots of things to do outside of the strip. Oh, but you don't go to the strip. You just don't go to the strip because I, I don't know what it. What you gonna go gamble? Are you going to go to the Aria? Oh my God, Tina! Let's go to the Aria. We're going to, to the Cosmopolitan. Yee. I won't say where, but or who, but there was a company party. And this company party, this company is standard sweat. Same one that I went on a a tirade about where they did their um, Christmas party. And it was the whitiest McWhite white party that ever whited. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm barely on the side of being pro-white. Barely. You, You start... Factoring in the swipple stuff and like, oh, we hate ourselves, and oh my gosh, let's just flay ourselves for a foreigner. I I, I really have a hard time. Um, but I, I'm I'm again I'm barely on this side of white. Uh, but this party was the most swipple of swipples that ever swippled And uh, and they had another party. Like, we're gonna go to Vegas. Am like cool? Gonna go like to Cortez? Gonna go to the Golden Nugget? Gonna do some Fremont? Gonna do old school? Nope. 100 percent Tina let's go to the area they went I think it was the cosmopolitan where you got to pay for parking you gotta pay to shit you gotta pay to look you gotta pay to breathe you gotta pay to fart and and just it it shows you this is the money to get in on guys this is where you should make your money and I got the formula I just don't have the execution. What I love about the Strip, particularly the newest casinos, the Aria and the Cosmopolitan, is they're not architecturally pleasing to look at. They're not like Caesar's Palace or the Venetian or Treasure Island. Hell, even the Luxor. They're they're not. They're just this fabricated plastic and glass. Boom chicka boom chicka boom chicka boom. You know, life's fantastic, made of plastic. And those are the hottest casinos and hotels to go That's where the hottest you have to ready. Oh my god, Tina. And not only do they dupe twenty-something girls to go in there and party. They dupe everybody else in the world, especially dopey white people who live out in the Twin City suburbs and have never actually had Tabasco with their with their uh, with their eggs they they actually get these bland 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 white people from the midwest to think that like that's it that's the place to go that's the hot stuff and you walk in and I'm look I ain't no carpenter but I look I'm like well that's going to be taken down soon that's going to be the they design these casinos and these hotels that everything can be swapped out it can be like that nightclub that you saw, you went, you go, oh my God, we got bottle service at this ultra long. Two years later, it's wiped out. It went out of business or somebody else paid higher rent. And it's 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 a commodity. You could buy an Apple at Aldi's. You could buy an Apple at Albertson's. You can buy your Apple at Publix. You can buy your Apple at Cub Foods. It's the same fucking Apple. But something about this genius, this marketing genius <clears throat> these nightclubs these casinos have convinced all the americans young and old that aria and the cosmopolitan the boom chicka boom chicka boom chicka boom music that's where you gotta be and so when you when you all congregate you all mecca over there and you show up and then what do you do what do you really do you dance to The same boom chicka boom chicka. The, the same freaking slop that you heard over the internet that that was played on the on the radio that you listened to you, on your headphones and, and on the car and 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 you go to this floor. I guess maybe it's just the culmination. You're like, why do walruses all congregate and sunbathe over on the rocks at that particular beach? Why do humans all congregate over at a concert? Why do humans all congregate over at a, at a football game? My question is this: like <clears throat> at at a football game, at least as a game to watch, there's some uh, uh, demonstration of athleticism and peak uh, human performance. Even if I don't like sports, you got to, uh, that's some impressive stuff. I, I can see that, even if it's golf or, or um, what's the other fake sport? Baseball, you know, the other fake sport. You look at this, okay, that's a demonstration of, of some things that I can't personally do. That's very interesting. But the nightclub? 50-year-old, even 60-year-old people were going to this nightclub because the part of the, the company paid for it. And they went, woo, we're going to get drunk here. It's like, you could get drunk over at the local crap dive bar over in Fuck, Minnesota for $5 because they had dollar drinks because the old farmer had paid off his bar uh, mortgage uh, in 1973 and doesn't really have that many expenses. But no, you all gotta, you all gotta go to the most ass rapey casinos out there, where you get absolute chance. I guess, I guess Adam Piggott, he put it best. He put it best uh, when he ran a club. He says, "is to be to be seen, is to see and to be seen, is to see other people and be seen." and he's 100% right it's like girls all dress up like whores they'll never dress like, up like that for the boyfriends back in you no know, Wisconsin or Minnesota but they'll dress up for that for the Thunder Down Under and then they go out they party and they see themselves and they see other people and maybe it's a it's a confirming confirmation thing like, yes, we are the elite. We are the best even though we're doing this all on debt and credit cards and we don't have anything back at home and you're just fucking waitresses and you're just baristas back home. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's like, Woo, we're here. But I'm merely asking there's no intrinsic value in that. There's nothing of value. Nothing. Nothing that you couldn't do back home anyway. You can always go to First Avenue and dance and party. I don't know. If the, I don't think the Club Tropics exists anymore in the Twin Cities. I'm just saying, in every major metro area, there's a party and a club where they're serving booze, and you can go woo, and you can dress in your whore outfits, and then you can wear your fancy shirts. Me being hypocritical, I do have some fancy shirts when I go out. I, I do try to present myself, but but I don't go to nightclubs. I go to cigar lounges and jazz clubs and scotch lounges. But what what's why, why do you go to the Aria? Why do you go to the Cosmopolitan? Caesars Palace, I don't even think, no, they must, but I don't even think Caesars Palace has a ultra lounge. I don't know, you walk into that place, or you walk into the Venetian, uh, what's another nice one, Monte Carlo, What am I? the Bellagio, that's the other one I'm thinking, the Bellagio. The Bellagio is very nice, you walk in, it's like, yeah, we're adults here. There's scotch over there, cigars over there, high gambling stakes over there or uh, plenty of restaurants over here. And you know what? If you just want to dress up and look sexy and classy, please do. We provide you this wonderful architecture. Enjoy. You go into the Aria and, and the Cosmopolitan. Oh, they're just, they just, they're placating and getting all the money they can out of the 20-somethings, 30-somethings. And 40 and 50-somethings, apparently. I guess that's what gets me. Is you're a 50-year-old, 60-year-old, Midwesterner fuck, and you still, like, Think there's a thing? You think there's there's something going to this this horror mecca of the Aria and the Cosmopolitan? It's not the slam on the Aria and Cosmopolitan. You could go to Palms. You could go to any place that's got an ultra lounge or the. What do you think's there? There's so much else to Vegas. There's so many of the Champagne Room, the Pepper Mill, venues, establishments that have been there forever. Champagne Room that should be on everybody's list right now. If you're listening, <clears throat> you've never been to Vegas. Or you have, it and they're like, let's go to the Strip. And you're like, "Um, no, I don't want to go to the Strip. I don't want to deal with normies and conformies. I don't want to deal with traffic. I don't want to deal with lines. I don't want to deal with Tina over at the Aria driving her daddy's Volvo. I just want to go, there's the Atomic Bar. There's the Champagne Room. Uh, There's Frank's Tiki Lounge. There's uh, Ichiza, Authentic Japanese Cuisine. There's the Peppermill. That might get a little busy. I recommend going at about 4 a.m. There's plenty of other stuff going on and plenty of other things to do off the strip that if you have an IQ of above 105 and you don't have your degree in business, you can can actually come to Vegas and enjoy your, your life and experience something different, something classy, something nice. Even in this regard, I'll grant I'll grant that the shows, the shows in Vegas are worth it. Not plugging Vegas. But I, I am plugging Vegas because it's worthwhile, but I'm, I wasn't paid or anything. The shows I can see. Okay, Cirque du Soleil, little gay for me, little weird, but some amazing acrobatics. Grant you that. Oh, you like this person, you want to see whoever sing that song that she did before the Pacifica commercial she did, whatever her name was. Yeah, go ahead and see it. Um, you want to see some comedy? I saw Don Rickles in Vegas. It was wonderful. Last performance before he died. God bless him. It was worth it. But my God, the commodity you people chase after—the woo commodity. Woo. Maybe what Adam Paget must have like. He must have like a insight into this. He ran a club. He must know what it. I know it's to be seen and see, or to be to see and to be seen. But there's got to be something more. Is it just like, ah, this is this is the menu of people I want to fuck? For women, it's the menu of people I want to fuck. For men, it's the, the, the menu of women I hope to fuck. <laughs> it is. And don't get me wrong. I understand. Maybe that's what it is. That I think I figured it out. Adam, tell me if I'm wrong. Women love the attentions. And there is no greater cathedral or church, or basilica, or mosque, built to channel, and focus, and purify male attention than the nightclub. And, at the same time, I figured it out, totally figured it out, answered my question, but I would like Adam's opinion on this. And, if you look at how nightclubs are designed, it is to give the women this level of attention, but to also make it so that they suffer the least amount of the drawbacks of the attention, like men just want to bang you. That's basically it. If a guy is talking to you, lady, he just wants to bang you. That's all simple. He's buying a drink, he wants to bang you. He's trying to be polite and cordial about it. Uh, In in the past, I was too. I get a little bit more direct as I get older. But uh, all that is, is is the men are giving now you girls like the attention, but you don't want to pay the price. So they designed these things to be almost impossible for a man to be successful or for you to suffer. So you get girls' nights, you get free drinks, you get this drink, you get the fruity-fruit drinks. It's loud. You girls can party. You can dress like whores. You can dance out on the floor like the whore that the floor that you're dancing as a whore on. Uh, men can, you know, you're not supposed to be interrupted. You got the bouncers in case a guy harasses you too much, but you'll take the free drinks, and then you can't hear the guy try to be charming and charismatic, even if it might be stumblingly so. He may not have great game, you know, but you, you that's all muted up because of the loud music. So you get your booze, you get your high, you get your fix, you get the attention, you get the nightclub, you get the lights. You girls are basically the crucifix of Jesus Christ, in the center of the cathedral, or you're the... What the fuck do Jews and Muslims have in the center of the cathedral? Or their are mosques and, and tabernacles. What, what are you... What do you guys got? What do you, now I'm thinking about it. You walk in... I've never been in a mosque or a synagogue. When you go into a mosque, what's like at the center? Usually in churches, it's a, it's a crucifix of Christ. But when you walk into a mosque, or, or a uh, not tabernacle synagogue, what do you guys got at the center of the thing? Just let I me mean, guess, the pulpit, maybe? Is Mohammed at the thing, like, uh, you know, catching syphilis from his nine-year-old wife? <laughs> <laughs> and the Jews, who the fuck do they got up there? They, they got nothing. They got Yahweh? Well, they, he's never manifested himself according to their religion. What, what is it? What do you guys got at the center of the thing? <laughs> oh, it's funny. Anyway, so it's no different. The girl, the, the girls, the girl with the highest, hoariest of heels and the shortest of skirts, without her fucking underwear on. Which God bless you. Um, she is the queen bee, and they're they're all. Call, and then the men are singing their praises and worshiping and reciting liturgy and reciting the Nicene Creed of how they will dedicate themselves to the women and put them on pedestals. And they, they, they tithe, they donate And then uh, the men I, I, The men what? You get, you, you get this hope This eternal hope that's driven by this This damaging addiction That you boys have to sex Which every guy does, every guy does That's how it goes And so you just slay yourself You just splay yourself And your time and your finite resources uh, Bowing down at this altar Of the Arya and, and, uh, and the Cosmopolitan no, dude, bro, bro, dude, I think I'm gonna go, hey. You guys consult these fake pickup artists, like, hey, if you do this, but you do that, then this will happen in A, B, and C. Oh, my God, F. And F is for fuck. This is a Frank's PFA fuck service. Yeah, you want to fuck like Frank? You better go pick up Frank's fuck f- the, the pamphlet. Spelled with an F at the end with Frank's five fuckable foibles and fables, you too could get your dick wet over in Las Vegas. Just trust fuckable Frank. Hey yo, did you like go talk to that? Guy? Oh, bad move, rookie noob. Bad move. Listen to Frank. Oh, you frauds out there. Um so yeah, we're going to go to the Arcade Graveyard, where all the old video games are. I think I got a five spot on me. Got a five bucks on me. And I'll go change those all into quarters. I'm gonna go play some Pole Position. Some Galaga. Star Wars. All the old school stuff. Go to play that. <laughs> oh, ate too quickly earlier before. So <sighs> yeah. Oh! Uh... Went to a cigar lounge. And, uh... I had an epiphany. Uh, when and well, actually, let me let me tell you one. Let me tell you the tale of three cigar lounges. Okay, I'll give you three. So, me and my buddy, I think it was two days ago, and it was uh, the college football championship, and we just we found this new cigar lounge. Um, it was over in Southside, over by um, or the Orleans, Atham looked that up. And uh, we just wanted to have a cigar. So they had a big screen TV. And it was Auburn versus Philadelphia or some, some group of one people in one jerseys up again and there. And we're trying to hit, sit there and smoke our cigar. And what was more entertaining than the game. Well, I'm okay with watching the game every once in a while. But I, I don't. Was these old washed up dude bros. These are proto dude bros. The dude bros came in what? Should we say the mid-aughts? 2005, 2006, that's when the dude bros came out. Dude, bro, bro, dude. Asked the great one himself. But these are washed up 50-year-old plus dude bros. And what was amazing to me is we're trying to enjoy our cigars, maybe even pay attention to the game. And here you have overweight, middle-aged men that if they ever ran more than a mile, they get a heart attack. The level of criticism... And predictability and the insistence of saying what the players should do and what play the coaches should should play and what that young man who could throw a bar a ball farther than the guy could hit a golf ball with a club. It, it was astounding. It was astounding to me. Now I know th- and I'm not I'm not picking on these guys. Well, I am picking on these guys, but I'm accurately assessing these guys because they are inferior. They are. I know. No, oh, you can't make them all. I just did, and I'm accurate too. Well, they're not morally inferior, but they're dumber. Let's put it that way. So here you got these washed up middle aged dudes telling, although of course the person doesn't hear it, telling a coach who's paid sixty, seventy, eighty million dollars a year. I don't know what the coaches are paid. A lot more than these schmoes are. Telling the pros what they should do. And then, if the play didn't go the way that they were cheering for the team to go, then they would say, oh yeah, you should have done it that way, you should have done it that way. Now, keep in mind, you step back and you look at the stupidity of, of the situation. You have people talking at a screen. I mean, they're like apes yelling at that big black obstacle thing in uh, 2001 or whatever the movie was. That's really what it is. Uh, but for them to think that they have the wisdom or they're participatory or that whatever they yelled had any kind of effect. Now, I know oh, it's camaraderie, it's bonding. I understand that. But I, just lo- I was looking at them like they are actually trying to coach the game as if, one, they have a say in it, and two, as if they know more than the coach who's been coaching for 20 years or the football players who've been playing for at least uh, I guess what ten? But you started twelve, you're twenty two, twenty three. At least ten. At least uh, for those college uh, uh, players. And so I was just, I was just, and then they cheer, they get upset, the standard old our team kind of stuff. So there was that. Then I go, uh, what was the other place I went? Oh, it, it was a, it wasn't another cigar lounge. No, it was another cigar lounge. This one's in Caesars Palace. Nice cigar lounge. Not going to mention them or slam it, but it's a nice cigar lounge. And so one entire wall, one entire wall is a television screen. Like multiple panels, but they all play the same thing. It's all synced up. And it was during the daytime and no one else was in there. And it was sports coverage. Just a wall of sports coverage. There was no game going on. It's just, it's just these nobodies. And that's what you guys are. I, I know all of you at CNN and ESPN and SportsCenter or whatever, whatever the hell your acronym is. Nobody knows who the F you are. No, wait, what? Cowherd? And then the three guys, the three jamokes, the Latino, the old fart, and the white guy. Uh, and they put up their C or nay. And the only reason I know about that is because that's been forced on me uh, when I want to go to my regular bar. Aside from like, like the three shows that anyone even kind of recognizes... The rest of you are nobodies. You're fucking nobodies. No fucking buddies. You're just there as mental masturbation material for old white men to jerk off to so they can say, oh yeah, I think Brett Favre is a better quarterback than, than Bart Starr. And you get into the drama and the annex, like, oh hey, look at that. Another NFL player beat his wife. Oh wow. Whoa, what do you think? Does this say about, like, you're no different than CNN and Fox. Just shut the fuck up and go away. So we have this worthless crap taking up at least 90%, 90 degrees, not 90%, 90 degrees, 25% of our vision. And my buddy says, you know what would be great right about now? I said, what's that? He says, if they could switch this and we could watch Dr. No, because he was watching Dr. No before we, um, before we, we left. I'm like, oh, dude, would that be awesome. Like, cause you you all seen it. Any James Bond movie, you know, black and white or not black and white, but Sean Connery, even um, what's his name, the cheesy guy. We all know him. You don't you don't need to you don't need subtitles. You could just enjoy it. And uh, and we we asked the guy, like, hey, can you chase that James Bond? And the guy did. The guy did. Now he couldn't find James Bond. He couldn't find another channel. But he's like, all we got is sports like that's all that they bought was sports. They bought the sports package. So you're stuck with sports. But here's the thing, and this is going to I'm going to go now to the third cigar lounge. That guy was willing to change it and he didn't seem insulted. So, third cigar lounge. This is my favorite cigar lounge in all the world. And I have a rapport there uh with the staff. So we go in. And again, they got it set, I don't know her dick is on neutral. It's got to always be on Sports Channel and CNN or Sports Center or whatever. And right away, I asked the guy, I said, can you change that to something black and white? She was like, what? I said, I don't care. I just don't want to see sports. And she's like, thank God. So that's another little hit. Like, oh, hey, the staff is sick and tired of looking at sports. She's like, absolutely, I'll change it. So she switched it. And we're looking through. I know that. I oh, know that, 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 that. And then we see guns. Like, Gunsmoke. smoke. Get Gunsmoke! Gunsmoke! And she threw on Gunsmoke. It was the, the old black and white, not the new one when they went to color. It was Gunsmoke, black and white. And then they went to Andy Griffith. And no one complained. There wasn't some dude, brother, like, Hey, you're doing it onto the game? Because I've got to sit here and stroke off my dick and act like I'm Nick fucking Sabin, And I should tell them what to do. None of these low-rent, business major, MBA, salesman, car salesman, banker, IQ of 103.2. So, bam! Same thing they listened to. Ha-ha! <laughs> in the morning. Shout-out to Beckloff. And they changed it! Girl changed it. No complaints. And then it dawned on me. It dawned on me. It cost nothing to ask them. And I'm, I'm waging a one-man war, but I think... I think the opportunity, it, 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 the iron is hot for us to strike. I think people are so fucking sick and tired. I think the NFL ratings are down a third because of this political bullshit. Not to mention ESPN is populated with stupid fucking people. But I think people are so fucking sick and tired of sports. They're so sick and tired of news. What Lifetime Fitness said—they're taking down sport, uh, the uh, news stage. Good, good for them. People are sick and tired of this fucking slop. You fucking inferior serve in front of our fucking faces all the fucking time. But, think about this. Some bent cunt bitch of a soccer mom complains because her precious little Jimmy, I don't know, got served chocolate pudding in the cafeteria. And she files a complaint. And how quick does it take those spineless pussies over in the public schools to bend over and ban chocolate ice cream or chocolate pudding, even corporations does have the public. public sectors a little bit more academia, you know, schools, all that. They'll bend over backwards if there's a complaint. But even corporations, you accuse them of this or that or insensitivity. I mean, look at how Target just Target. If it was a woman, was like Sweden, spreading her legs to get fucked by people that made complaints. Sweden itself, government itself, you don't like black people. What can we do? What can we do? Can we enslave our home population more? What can we do more for you? In other words, like, there's a moral kind of thing. Like, I got my own opinion. I prefer to not watch sports. But if 85% of the people here want to watch sports... Well, then I shouldn't take that away from them. That's the majority of what they want to watch. And now, Okay, I'll just suffer watching sports. You know, Maybe I'll ignore it. I'll go into the other room or something like that. But then it got me thinking how much I disrespect dude and commoners and normies and conformies. And not to mention how everyone bends over backwards that like squeaky wheel gets the grease. What if we all just started saying, hey, can you turn that off of sports? I'm not saying you got to go black and white Andy Griffith show, Gunsmoke, or whatever my tastes are, but if you could say, "Hey, uh, can you just turn that off?" A of sport, I, I'm sick and tired of watching sports, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It's not that these people will bend over back; they will, they will bend over backwards. But my point is that hell, I don't get, I don't get that many listeners. I think we at most we get around three thousand regular listeners. I don't know how many are listening to Stitcher or whatever else. But if you just make it a policy, you walk into the bar, and it's not a dedicated sports bar. write wrote an article about it. If it's a sport, if it says Bench Warmer Bob's, this was a place down in Burnsville, went out of business, just just fucking conformyville. Just, oh, it'd be a tragedy if a small nuke hit that place. What would we do without all the guys playing softball with their guts, swilling beer later? What would happen without those people? Um... So you don't go into like a place, you know, Bob's Sports Bar, where there's banners up. But if you go into your cigar lounge, you go into a jazz joint, you go into just a dive bar and say, can you turn off the fucking sports? I'm sick of sports. I say, well, what do you want? And at default, I don't know, Andy Griffith, anything but sports. Anything but sports. And they will change it. They will actually change it. And you know what else? They're probably sick and tired of watching sports too. Look, I get pissed off. Having to sit down, I want to have my drink, I want to have my cigar, I want to have my food, and I gotta watch some fucking ape of a former wrestler, or former basketball player, or soccer, whatever. And they're not—you can't even hear what they're saying. They're just talking, and then you see, uh, should should people kneel before the natural anthem? They're trying to get political? These these fucking inferior pieces of shit talking to me, ruining my day. Oh fuck them! Fuck that! No, you're damn right. I'm gonna go in. I want it changed. I want it changed. You now that's just me in there for 20 minutes, 30, maybe at most an hour. Can you imagine the poor workers? They got to deal with SportsCenter center on the entire fucking time. I remember working security, and I would watch CNBC religiously uh, because you could see what you could you could watch the sunrise. It'd be London. Uh, then what else? Well, London was kind of the last thing. But you you could see it as it moved over. Uh, Paris would open later. Then maybe Halifax. And then New York. And you get the early hours trade and you could see what's going on. After a while, I realized it was all bullshit. And now I don't ever want to watch CNBC again. As much as I wanted to bang uh, Marissa Bartiromo or Maria Bartiromo. I don't know if she's aged well. That was 20 years ago. But I got sick of it. I can only imagine the poor working staff of America... Just want to change the channel to anything else, anything else but the goddamn sports channel. ESPN Sports Letter, And it's not to make a political statement against the the kneeling and how sports channels have become popular or politicized. It's more to smack them in the goddamn faces and tell them you're not wanted anymore. You don't provide society any fucking value. You're a bunch of fucking nobodies. Your sports is not a science. It's not a science. All the analysis with the graphics—they throw the ball and then I like, do this trajectory, and then you—you you fucking apes, you fucking dipshits, you analyze Oh, you see, he has a gap there. La da da. And I know maybe that plays to the masses. The, these these within one standard deviation of, of, of an IQ of 100 like these people that just they just do whatever society tells but even those people i think are getting sick and tired of the fucking overkill of sports and you fucking nobody's analyzing providing sports analysis oh my god see oh my god the tra- oh wow you guys with your drafts you watch the fucking drafts People who watch the Golden Globes, the Emmys, the NAMIs, the Blabbies, the Clammies, uh, and then those of you who actually watch these fucking drafts, you all need to be put in concentration camps and killed. All killed. And not with gas or bullets. You just should be starved out because gas and bullets is way too much effort and energy and economics. We just put you in a cocoon. We let you starve out and eat each other while you're providing sports analysis. None of you are smart enough to get out of there because you're all just a bunch of 105 IQ assholes. Oh, would the world be better off without you people? It'd be better off. But, point is, l- l- like the Squeaky Will soccer mom, who's Tina, little Tina. She has a peanut allergy, or she's allergic to balloons, or she doesn't like the color blue. And then all of a sudden, the school district bans the color of blue. We ain't got no blue ink no more. That is how society has been raised now. Grant the baby boomers one thing. They could say no. They could at least say no. But now that Gen X is in charge, and they're a bunch of fucking spineless, rubbery spine pushovers, and they... Oh whatever, whatever, you, whatever you want. I'll give you another example. Let me tell you another example. Like I got, I got called in. I signed up for this, um, this uh, customer survey marketing thing, and and every once in a while they'll call you in if you fit the demographic. So you provide them a little bit of demographic information, and you know, like shaving cream. Okay, we obviously want men, you know, or feminists. <sighs> And uh okay, is this smooth? Is that tell us what But then I went I remember I went in one time, I forgot what it was. Half guys, half gals. You know whose yaps ran the entire time, and practically no put in, input was put in by the other group of people? Women ran their yaps the entire fucking time. That's they ran their yaps and that and I was sitting there thinking like even though I wanted to say something, I couldn't because there was some middle-aged broad. And and, and so I was like, okay, so these guys must obviously be accounting for the fact that only women are talking and men aren't. And they did. They didn't ask men like, okay, what did you guys say? Well, you know, it smells like shit and fuck if I'm going to buy it and, uh, you know, I know she likes that it's pink but it doesn't do jack for me. Uh, They didn't do that. So what I'm realizing is marketing, business owners, business runners, people who make the decisions. They're totally clueless as to about what... In other words, if you say, I like that very much, they'll say thank you, but they'll ignore it. But if you say, that fucking sucks, turn it the fuck off, they will jump. They will jump. And so all I want is my little army. Ideally, we'd get a tag, a hashtag in Twitter, like, turn off the sports or something like that. And it would go around and go viral. Uh, but we're not SJWs. We're actually intelligent men and women. Oh, someone wants to talk. Too bad, babe. Too bad, busy. You didn't take my call before. Now you don't get a call. Hoo-hoo! Um, what was the point I was saying? They will jump at a negative comment. They will jump say, I don't want that or I do want that. And so with my little miniature army, I like to think about lot, at least a thousand of us. Guys, gals, next time you walk into a bar, just, you know, and, and again, it's not a dedicated sports bar. You just say, turn that shit off. Turn it off. No, I don't want to watch sports. I don't care what else. I'm sick and tired of watching sports. Turn it off. Turn it to something else. All we got is sports. They say, then just turn it off. Just turn it off. I'm so sick and tired of looking at these washed up dude bros. Just turn it off. And you'd be amazed. And then, I bet you. See, then not only are you are going to get favor with the staff. I bet you ain't nobody going to complain. And my dream, my goal, is someday down the road, you'll walk into the bar and Casablanca will be playing, and not fucking Cowherd. Get down with the herd. Not watching the 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 white guy and the black guy, whatever their names are, uh, spewing their splooge over what happened with a bunch of real athletes that actually played the freaking game uh, a day ago. You know, like your brain won't melt. Then maybe, heaven forbid, heaven forbid, pubs actually become what they were back in Britain. Places of conversation and discussion. Maybe you make some friends. Maybe, quote, you're not so pissed off because, quote, your team didn't win. Alright, let's do some Sponsors. Okay, the Clary Podcast is brought to you in part by uh, me just reading off of my blog. We got Asshole Consulting, you guys know that. We got my books. Poor Richard's Retirement, Bachelor Pad Economics, Reconnaissance Man. Oh, what else? We got my Amazon affiliate program. Go to my site, com. Do all your online shopping through the Amazon banner there. Don't go straight to Amazon because then I don't make no money. And it doesn't cost you anything more. Get into the good habit of going to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. You cannot bookmark my Amazon affiliate site. I mean, you technically can, but that's against the rules. It would be too easy for you guys to do. So the next best thing would be to uh, bookmark CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com, but then type in, label it Amazon, and then you click on the Amazon banner. Another book, Curse of the High IQ. BusinessBuyerAdvantage.com, talk to our good friend David Barnett before you buy yourself a business or a franchise. Please spend the money consulting this man before you ruin your life financially. Worthless, the young person's indispensable guy to choosing the right major. That would make a great gift if any of your young kids would listen to it, but nobody is. That thing is what? I published that in 2011? That thing's seven years old, and new kids are still going to school in droves for the most worthless, shitty degrees ever. Enjoy the decline. Living and accepting with the death of the United States. Trade the ratio by a good friend, Carl Ushanka. If you guys are interested in buying gold or silver, investing in gold or silver, please read that book. We have my Betterment affiliate uh, program. You can go ahead go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Betterment logo. It's kind of bluish. And uh, if you fund an account with them and you reference me, I make money. That's how it goes. Early Retirement Extreme by Jacob Lund Fisker. Kind of similar to my book, uh, Poor Richard's Retirement. Mine is a little bit more philosophical. His is very mathematical. Um, those two books combined, uh, not to keep selling you guys' books, but if if you want to retire... Um, My book will give you the philosophical background, but uh, Jacob's book, I I read it. It's math. It's all math. Uh, Viral Podcasting by our good friend Kerry Lutz. If you're bored, check in with him uh, uh, over at FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Boop, 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 boop. Marcus Brown's book, another book, just another book, niggas ain't going to read. Say, oh my God, Aaron, are you racist? Yes, I'm so freaking racist. That's why I tell Hispanics and blacks the truth. And women, by the way, I'm sexist. I tell them the truth. And if you tell people the truth, that means you're an ist for whatever they are. So if you tell black women, stop having kids you can't afford. that's ist, man. That's ist, even though it would help them, even though they closed the wage. Look, if black women just stopped having kids they couldn't afford, they'd have more income per capita than white women. They'd have higher standards living than white women. You don't want that. You girls just want to bitch and whine and complain. And that's why feminism is an actual fucking study at universities. Uh, we have my books, Captain Capitalism Reserve and Captain Capitalism Top Shelf. Those are the best of uh, books of the, the blog. We have The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, written by me because I hate black men and I wanted to help them get out of poverty. Run Guts Pull Cones by Adam Piggott. Uh, Alexia, a good friend over at academiccomposition.com. If you are looking to have somebody uh, write your papers in college that you don't want to because, well, most of your papers are bullshit, unless you went to Western Governors University. They got a branch out here in Nevada. They got one over in Vegas over in the north. Uh, I'm thinking about going there and uh, saying, hey, let's talk business because you guys aren't getting out as as quickly as you should. Uh, Anyway, academicopposition.com. Go there and... um, have Alex and his crackpot team of writing staff. Do your papers for you. He's also hiring. so if you look if you want to write, you can write for Alex or if you want to market, uh, you can do some marketing for Alex. Both jobs suck. They're very boring. Don't angle act- oh me God, you know, I just think that it's not my dream or my passion to write books for people. And you know, I just this thing I'd like to do, you, what you'd like to do is not going to happen. What I would like to do is fuck redheads with big tits and raise wiener dogs while drinking myself insane. No one's going to pay me for that. So don't think, oh, I just like, no, no, what you'd like is not going to happen. So stop being an American girl and start becoming an old school World War II American man. Accept your fate and embrace the suck. Go work for AcademicComposition.com. T.J. martinell has got a new podcast. You can go to TJMartinell.com. He also has a book called, called The Stringers, if you ever want to read that. And pick book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, he also has a website, pushingrubberdownhill.com. He also has a podcast. i, I got to admit, i got to tell you guys this. Tune in to, T.J. Martinel's just starting a podcast. Now, usually I get some dipshit bloke, I'm going to start a podcast, can you link to me? No, you little fucking millennial faggot. I'm not going to link to you. Why would I link to you? What are you gonna tell us, dude? Bro, shit, like oh, you know what? You should spend less than you make. Uh, you, 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 you should play game and be able to pass shit tests. Really, really, Steve, Frank, Bill, Bob, George, you and your little, you know, you just your recently discovered pubes. You're gonna give us advice, huh? Anyway, so I don't link to new new uh, podcasts, but T.J. Martinell is not your average man. He is an amazingly uh, in shape. Uh, young gentleman, he's thirty. He's written several books, and he's an actual journalist, like a real one. Like studies stuff, writes for real places. And then, oh, what do we got? Hang on, hang on. What do we got? What do we got? The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, uh, Financial Survival Network. I'm going to plug the Beckloff, even though he charges me to plug myself. I'm just going to plug Beckloff anyway. Uh, 405media.com, our good friend John Grant. Pushing Rubber Downhill, we already mentioned him before. Uh, Canto Talk, Silvio Canto, if you happen to be of the Latino persuasion. And you want to listen to a Latino yourself. Hey, there's Silvio. I'm not going to call you a racist because you know what? I don't want to listen to a bunch of black guys or Latinos either. And if I was in the United States, I'd get sick and tired of listening to white people all the time too if I wasn't white. So, if you happen to be of the Latino or Hispanic persuasion, of which I don't know the difference and you would like to hear a guy who escaped communist Cuba, uh, tune in to Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O uh, Talk. You can find that on blogtalkradio.com. Small Scale Life, our good friend, uh, Small Scale Life, I don't want to mention his name. keeping him anonymous if you're interested in gardening and self-survival gardening. Uh, the safety doc, Dr. David Paradin, Uh you can tune in to him. He may come out. He might come out. Um, he was saying, oh, I'd like to come. I'm like, yeah, get out of Wisconsin. Why the hell are you there? Uh, Matt Tran, our good friend over at Engineered Truth. I'm just going off of my website. The Black Black Brigade, which is no more. I'm going to have to delete that. O'Shea Jackson, our good friend O'Shea Jackson. Check him out at the O'Shea Vlogcast over on YouTube. And Obsidian Radio over on YouTube as well. Uh, The one guy who actually picks up his fucking yard on Broadway Avenue in North Philly. And that is it. Now listen, man. I like the news. You guys like the news? There is um. There's too much. It's like a buffet. There there is so much stupid. And again, I wonder are are people getting dumber? And I think they are. Uh, that is that is no doubt a byproduct, of the trillions of dollars that have been spent, on not only the K through 12 public school system but college. Um, people are just, they're just stupid. They're, and now. It was my generation that got hit, and now, now we're the adults. Now we're out in the real world, and now these people are being loosed into the real world, and they're making news. Uh, but then there's a, a piece. Oh, okay, is it just the internet? We see this stuff, and I, I don't know where to. I, we're really, feminists, where do, where do I go? Where do I go? Uh, we got the gal over at the CBC who thinks that cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, is sexist. I I could do a whole thing on it, but I'm just too damn tired. I'm too damn tired. What the news is in that regard is that the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, like a a public entity of somewhat established, quote, reputable, you ran that filth? What is wrong with you people or the, the CBC and the BBC and ABC and NBC and CBS and NPR? What is wrong with you people that you let this filth, these inferior people... Right, worthless crap. I, I mean, thank God, keep going because now the comment section. I, I I didn't think Trump would be a, a one-termer. I think he's going to be a two-termer, because you guys are just doubling down on the stupid. You have no intellectual honesty. You have no integrity. Be you journalists or feminists, you're you're. It's not even a childishness. It's certainly that, but you're mental. You're fucking mental. And, and when the normal people I know, those people with jobs in middle America and the western provinces of Canada, they see that the, quote, established media, you know, you professionals, you pros, uh, are just basically hating on men, and you're going to reach so far as to say cryptocurrency is, is sexist? Uh, please, keep going keep going. We can win all day. We can win all- and you're going to run, you're going to run uh, what's her name? Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, if you if you thought you- it's always funny how we got to get the female vote, uh you didn't realize you also got to get the male vote too. I know you just think men and minor. Do you think black men like Oprah? Do you think black men like Oprah? <laughs> Please run Oprah. Please do. Because I want to see every fucking guy ever say, Fuck that. Fuck that. It's been my advocation that if the Republicans ever wanted to grow a pair, they should aggressively target minority males. Because, ever so generally, I don't want to say the Republican platform because Republicans are pussies, uh, but the pro-America, conservative freedom, low taxes, uh, excellence meritocracy that that's more along the lines of how men think and if you want to send minority men running into the arms of the republican parties or just staying the fuck home please run oprah please run oprah we'll take half the hispanic and uh and black vote we gladly will Oprah ruined their lives forever. Oprah. Oprah. And don't think it was just minority women that were listening to Oprah. That was a a purely white female affair. You're going to have every fucking guy when it comes to the voting block saying, fuck you, you goddamn bitch. I'm going to vote for Trump again. So please, Oprah, run. Please. Uh, But anyway, getting back to my original point, I, I don't... I'd like to say it's just the finer net of the internet drudging up the filth that was always at the bottom of the ocean, but I don't think it is. I think there's been an increasing amount of filth given uh, public education, how much free money we send to to our parasites. Uh, From PJ Media, from Dr. Glenn and Dr. Helen. Ah, guys, I know you make... No, I don't want this advertisement. Here we go. New feminist business school to fight masculine capitalism. Let's stop right it's it's amazing how many times I got to say it. let's stop right here at the title Business School Fighting Capitalism is the business model to go get government money and like not make a profit or be efficient and just like run a non-profit I mean the amount of stupid is only done outdone by the amount of hypocrisy and contradiction in this idea as you'll find out People who yearn to become entrepreneurs may find guidance at a new feminist business school. An online program, which is unaccredited, I found out from one of my agents in the field, that aims to help women launch businesses founded upon the theory of feminine entrepreneurship and body loving business practices. So basically, you're just going to sell more. You're doing Oprah. This is the Oprah Business School. You're all beautiful. You're all wonderful. You're all amazing. We're going to empower you to change the dynamic paradigms. Starting next week, the California-based Feminist Business School will play host to an eight-week online concepts and conceptions course during which seasoned midwives will teach women about the stages of giving birth to a new business. Ladies, even you got to admit, how you hook up, look, I know some women who are very nice, sweet girls, uh, and, and women as well, not just young ladies, but older ladies as well. And and they believed in the concept of feminism, you know, equal treatment, absolutely. And you know what? You're not going to find a good person, male or female, and myself included, that is against the equal treatment of women. But then when this falls under the umbrella of feminism, and this is the pros, these are the pros, ladies. When you say you're a feminist, this is what you are advocating, intentionally or not, because these are the people that have the, the ownership of feminism. This is why I abandoned MGTOW. Look that up. If you happen to be one of the rare women and feminists that tuned into this, to show you intellectual honesty, look up MGTOW. When it originally started, much like feminism, it was like, well, yeah, women should be treated equally. And MGTOW, yeah, men should go their own way. Men should should have their own point and purpose in life and not have it defined as a woman. Then, just like feminism, MGTOW got co opted by the inferior, hate filled, big, genuinely bigoted people. I mean, MGTOWs today are are the, the male feminists, uh, but they're not advocating feminists. They're masculinists, but in the feminist negative connotation. In other words, the term has been horrendously debauched, horrendously smeared by those who took it over. And ladies, you got to come look. If you're pro woman and generally pro equality, not hate filled of men, you got to come up with a different term. I don't know what that is. I'm I'm not paid enough to figure that out. Uh you could try and I will. But the this feminine it's it is a pejorative now. The word feminism is a pejorative. I know that you saw Oprah and Rosie O'Donnell and a bunch of people on the Golden Globes. I know you saw the people in Hollywood talk about it. I I know that. Uh the rest of them—that's not America. That's increasingly less and less America. That is increasingly a more extreme, polarized, ostracized, excommunicated version of hate-filled people that live in a cocoon. If you want to succeed with the normal, are you going to meet Oprah? Is Oprah going to give you a job? No. But uh, Bob the schmo down the road with Bob Schmoes Incorporated, he might give you a job, and you come in there with that attitude. You're not going to get the job, and, and and Mike Mike the Normie, he's just saying, hey I'm Mike the Normie, and boy you got the hots for Mike the Normie. You come in there lecturing about feminist studies and feminist theory, and then Mike the Normie, no matter how much you like him and you like him to bang you, I, I, and he's going to go away. And this this is it. This is what's highlighted. Midwives will teach women about the stages of giving birth to a new business and body-loving business practices. How about you build some fucking programs? How about you build something tangible? Not this same old slop of love yourself, love me, where's the government, money. Each week of the course, we'll focus on a different topic. Um, I'm hoping accounting... What would be the most important things of business? To help women, like if I actually wanted to help women, let's say I want to help women start businesses, I would teach about the philosophy of the entrepreneurial spirit. That would be very important, like why you go into business for yourself. Then i teach you accounting. That would be right up there. Then i teach you about uh, uh, legal business entities. And then um, I would say financial systems, like how to collect you know, PayPal, Visa, stuff like that. And that's all you really need. But how much you want to bet that this, quote, pro-woman feminist who's going to teach this class is going to take you girls for your $1,500 and give you jack-fucking-slop in return. But you know what? You'll have the feels, and your vagina will tingle, and that's going to make it worth it even though you just lost $1,500 and you didn't learn a goddamn motherfucking thing that'll actually help you become a good businesswoman. Again, again, it's sad I tried. I tried to be honest and forthright. And I made some good money doing it. But if I'm ever going to lose my business, if, I, if the well drives, I'm going into the business of selling women and minorities lies. I'm going to sell your lies. I, you, I'll you, i be under a completely different name. But I'm going to take my writing ability, my intelligence, my ability to think things through, and I'm just going to tweak it. I'm just going to turn it 10 degrees. Just enough to make that lie so sweet you guys can't deny it. And you will pay me a fucking shitload. You will pay me a shitload. Just like Oprah. You girls will pay Oprah a shitload. You will pay me a shitload. For me to tell you what you want to hear. Because it's not rewarded. It's not rewarded. I want a nice guy. No you don't. You fuck the bad boy. I want to work hard. No you don't. You all major in leftist worthless crap. And here, here, here's, you want to talk about the true devil? It ain't me, ladies. I'm not the one trying to screw you out of $1,500 to not teach you jack shit. But this woman will make you feel good for 10 minutes. You'll be empowered. Woo! You'll be all like there with the pussy hat march. And nothing tangible will happen. Nothing. Uh, Students will start with getting grounded and will eventually progress into more advanced topics such as the myth of meritocracy, the stages of birthing a business, and toppling the patriarchy. (laughs) How that results in a profitable product and you women making millions, I don't know. Hating men. Yeah, hating men. That's a good business. What's your plan? I want to hate men. I want to topple the patriarchy. Okay. Do you make widgets that people in China need? No, but I I know how widgets are sexist. It's like, yeah, okay. Understanding feminist theory before starting a business is crucial since it will give you a huge leg up on established entrepreneurs. You mean like the men who actually work for a living and created shit that people want? When did feminist theory ever give you a leg up on anything? Feminist theory has hindered you because it lies to you. It's a false religion that you girls bow down and lick the clit of because you have nothing else in your life. Every feminist woman, if you're intellectually honest, take feminism out of your life. Now tell me, describe yourself. Take it out. Take it out. Go to a Christian. Go to a a crazy uh, pro-lifer. Take that out. What do you got? And ultimately, you have nothing. You have nothing. This is a crutch. This is a drug for you. You, you have nothing because you, you're too damn lazy to go and do something. There's, you can start any day, any day, hit the gym, go become an engineer, become an accountant, actually go take some accounting courses, become a CPA, start a business. Know this great woman. She runs a steel company. Woman running a steel company. God bless her. Uh, she didn't take feminist theory because she had more to her life than that. I mean, you want to see a, a worthless person. I mean, the epitome of what I'm talking about. Download The uh, the Great One's latest podcast at sinlibsoc.com. Again, I have my disagreements with him. I I, I don't hate women. I, I try to help them. I'm a little bit more heavy-handed and, and fatherly love, But I, I'm sorry, he, he, he does dislike women. I doesn't dislike all women, but I, I would have to say, yeah, he genuinely does hate women. Uh, and I can see where he's coming from. I disagree. But I can see where he's coming from. But you want to watch him take down a real feminist and expose her for what it is. It's the last one. It was a Kelly Lynn. Hang on. Let me look this up. Give me a second here. It's worth mentioning. Are we going to go? Here we go. Um, Fifteen minutes. What is her name? Oh, ego nihilism. That's okay. I'll I'll look that up first. She wrote a book called Ego Nihilism. Um, Wendy Lynn Lee. Okay, that's the girl's name. Wendy Lynn Lee. L Y N N E Lee. Um, just look at her life. Uh, the the sadness. The sadness. She should serve as a warning to all you young girls out there that you're going to be feminist. Da, da, da. She has a book that hasn't sold jack. She's charging $129 for it. She's a professor in something. or other. She's against free speech zones. Uh, do you not see what a poison it is? Do you, do you not see what poison this is for you? Look, it's too late for old people like Wendy. It's too late. Because they've lost their beauty. No man wants to talk. And I'm not saying men are the only thing that matter in the world, but your youth certainly does matter. Your life certainly matters. And a huge advantage you have in society is your youth and beauty because you can get half the population for at least a decade and a half of their lives to bend over backwards for you. That doesn't help out men. I'm just telling you the honest truth. But getting a, a degree in feminist bullshit business management, it's even worse than an MBA. You you think anyone's going to hire you when you put that on your resume? Feminist business studies. Fuck you. That goes right into the garbage bin. Right into the garbage bin. And it's ran by some gal, we're going to look her up here in a second, it's ran by some gal who never ran a successful business, I almost guarantee you, we look at her her tax returns. she's never ran a successful business. Uh... The $1,200... I'm sorry, it's not It's not fifteen, It's only $1,200. class was developed by Jennifer Amburst, an artist who graduated from Evergreen State University with a degree in critical theory, which is a worthless degree. I'm not even going to go into that anymore. After graduating, she founded an art gallery, later becoming a performance artist in Portland, Oregon. Okay, what about the art gallery? What happened to the art gallery? Should it be... Is now CEO and president of... A chain of art galleries, famous around the world, uh, hosting works from Picasso and uh, other people that aren't coming to me right now. What, what happened to the art gallery? Again, you girls don't care about that because it's again, you don't want the truth. You want lies. You want to feel good and fuck the consequences of the future. I again, I, people are like, are you worried that something's going to happen? no, I'm not. I'm not. I have so many ideas to sell lies to women um, that's going to hurt them and and fuck them up in the future. It'll be worse than heroin it'll be worse than meth because they're all lies, but it's nothing nothing different than Oprah's selling you or the Democrat Party is selling you or feminist women studies professors or this slop and and I would I used to have a morality I used to have a compass about me. I used to have a soul and now it's like, no, fuck it, it's just like dating. I was the nice guy once. You want the bad boy. I'm the bad boy. Now my dick gets sucked. Crass as that may sound, there's progress. You don't want the truth. I tried telling you the truth because I actually care about my fellow man, woman being included. You don't want that I'm called a sexist and a homophobe and a racist, whatever the fuck words you guys come up with. Fine. Here's your fucking heroin. Here, here, here's your slop, you pigs. And you're going to pay for it. Not only are going to pay a, a steep financial price, you're going to stay an even steeper price with your lives. Um, after working as a performance artist, Ambrose founded Sister, a California-based project aimed at promoting teaching and tools for the feminine economy. Well, is it .org or com? Let's take a look. We're linking to it now. Sister.is. Waiting. 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 I think the website isn't even up, guys. Um, You don't have your website up? Coined by Amberst, the feminine economy refers to a vision of business that shuns traditional capitalism. Well, then you don't understand business. You really don't. Capitalism isn't a thing, it's not a theory. It's not this this thing that white males came up to oppress everybody else. It's human nature. It happens. Do you find it odd that no matter what the Soviet Union tried to ban, Blue Jeans still got in? That's capitalism. It's people willingly exchanging goods and services. That's how it works. It's true freedom. It's how I decide to spend my time. And since you can't live in that environment because you don't produce anything of value for other people, you've got to go and get a government to come in and change the rules, force people to do what they don't want to do, so you get a little bit of scratch. Or you're running a non-profit. If capitalism is an economy that values masculine traits, what could another economy look like? asks Amburst, arguing that the traditional economy is based on masculine traits such as individualism and speed and efficiency. <laughs> we need communism and sloth and, and waste. Oh my god. Do you women want it really again, ladies, do you want to hook your this is feminism? This is feminism. These traits, Amherst claims, should be shunned in favor for more feminine ones, such as mindfulness. What does that mean? Gratitude and generosity. Uh, all traits that can help promote the redistribution of money and power. Well, well okay, that's communism. That's not, that's not a business. Just have the government go get more money. The only faculty member of the school appears to be Ambers, who does not appear to have any direct business experience, but did take a few business classes at Portland Community College. She concedes that her program will not teach any direct business skills, such as bookkeeping or legal knowledge, but suggests that she may offer such a course in the future. Currently, the Feminist Business School only offers one course and does not appear to be accredited. PJ Media reached out to Ambers for comments, but she did not respond in time for the publication. Um, Let's look her up. They provide a link here about sister i s shop embodied business consulting proposals for the feminine economy sister is the teaching is there a picture of her oh here she is <laughs> looks like a guy looks like uh what's his name David Bowie okay Ambrose is a founder director who cultivates teaching and tools, embodied business, work explored, formerly owner, director of a fine art gallery, founding partner of an online arts magazine, manager, director of an arts nonprofit, principal. So, yeah, you know, did you work at Goldman Sachs? We're an engineer over at Boeing. Long been interested at the intersection of business and art, more recently business as art. She holds a degree in critical theory from Evergreen. With continuing studies in small business, interactive design, healing arts, she lives in Topega Canyon, California, where she's loving, devoted to surfing three-foot high point, dreaming of it. da 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 ba da, ba. Okay, all right. I go, go, ladies, go. I'm done trying to warn you. I'm encouraging you now. You go. You go, girl. You go, girl. You go become the wendy lynn uh, Wendy Lynn Lee you go become this go please go get your cats go go waste your life, go run businesses that the 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 what I get a kick out of is it let's get back to the aria and the cosmopolitan that's everybody's best foot forward that's like their fakest of fakes that's like. It's not who they are. It's like when the dude bro came in for the business loan, and he pulls up in a Mercedes, and I look at his financials, and it's a lease Beamer, and it's debt, and there's no money. It's all fake. I and 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 there's a piece of me. It, it's like, can you see it? I'm trying to warn you, but then you guys wanna. You want to swallow you believe it. You believe that these women are happy or somehow successful. You actually think Nancy Pelosi is successful. No, Nancy Pelosi was born to the mayor of Baltimore. And then she married a rich guy and sucked his cock. And she just happens to be a Democrat because that's popular. You know, I, I I don't know. Look at Hillary Clinton. Look at all these feminists. Do any of them look happy? Do you want to be happy in life, ladies? Do you? Or do you want to be and that gal, I looked her up, the Amherst gal. She ain't young. She's in her fifties. She's got twenty, twenty five years. She's in the last third of her life. And all she's got is this worthless degree, this worthless career, and, and this pathetic website. Pathetic. No intrinsic value, no meaning. When she dies she will have achieved absolutely nothing. She won't even change. If anything, she'll have ruined more women's lives who were stupid enough to part with twelve hundred dollars but maybe maybe that's the future maybe that's that's what you know a good third of the gdp should be is lying to women telling them what they want to hear cuz you girls just reward you not only reward that so much you punish it if people don't bow down and tell you lies all right that's it i i got to get going i got to go sit in a hot tub that i earn through working <laughs> I gotta, I'm going to go enjoy playing video games that I earn through working. And, uh, and uh, even though my business degree in finance, that, that wasn't the greatest degree ever, it did pay somewhat, and my house is paid off. I do have a used motor, so I'm going to go enjoy life. I'm going to go enjoy life. I suggest you girls do the same and stop listening to these washed-up baby boomer hags. That, that's why I recommend All right. Best of luck to all of you. Toodles.